Now that doesn't mean you can stop giving. A friend of mine brought a Rolls Royce. And when he found out how much it cost to tune that thing up and maintain it and to service it, he wanted to give that Rolls Royce up. Another friend of mine got an airplane and flying out across the, no the nation and wanted me to help him to pay for the gas in the airplane. And uh, listen, if you're worried about the gas, you don't need an airplane. And if you can't have it service, you don't need a Rolls Royce. And if we can't pay the operation of our church and give and keep our church sound once it goes to a new level, then we should be ashamed of ourselves. So we're going to give as never before to keep our church strong and stable. Is that right? I want to talk about a fourfold failure today. Fourfold failure. And you might wonder, why would he preach that? Just after he gave all that stuff we were celebrating about. Well, you just preach it, that's all. A fourfold failure. Turn to Zechariah, chapter 3, verse 2. She has not obeyed Zephaniah. I said Zechariah, I meant Zephaniah. Zephaniah. She has not obeyed his voice. She has not received correction. She has not trusted in the Lord. She has not drawn near to her God. She has not obeyed his voice. She has not received correction. She has not trusted in the Lord. She has not drawn near to her God. Say that after me, please. A fourfold failure. One more time. A fourfold failure. Please be seated. Zephaniah was the last of the minor prophets before the Jews went into captivity. Zephaniah's ministry took place probably during the early days of the reign of King Josiah. It is believed that Zephaniah was the grandson of the great king Hezekiah, that he was a member of the royal family and had access to the ruling powers of his nation. Very few individuals bother to read Zephaniah's book today. It's made up of three chapters in which he seems to issue only sizzling indictments and sorrowful judgments. Zephaniah predicts destruction. He predicts pain. He predicts war. In Zephaniah 1 and 2, the word says, I will utterly consume all things from off the land, says the Lord. I will consume man. I'll consume beast. 
I'll consume the fowls of the heaven and the fishes of the sea and the stumbling blocks of the wicked, and I will cut off man from off the land, saith the Lord. As we read Zephaniah, we cannot help but wonder what great sins has Judah committed and what great evils have they done that God should be so intent on punishing and destroying them. It's surprising that the prophet indicates their sins not in the form of what they have done, but rather in the form of what they have not done. He charges them with sins of omission rather than sins of commission. And he points his finger at the city of Jerusalem, and he says, she obeyed not my voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near unto God. Sins of omission. We often concentrate so intensely on preventing sins of commission that we sometimes forget about sins of omission. There are many who have a fairly clean slate when you talk about sins of commission. But at the same time, they are way down with sins of omission. They might not commit all that much, but they omit and fail to do much of what they should do. They may not hate their fellow man, but still they may neglect to love their fellow man. Will y'all pray for me today? You may not be guilty of pushing people down, but neither are you guilty of lifting them up and helping them. Not many individuals can be charged with fighting against the cause of God, but neither can many be charged with fighting on behalf of the cause of God. You don't speak against Jesus, God, righteousness, salvation, but neither do we speak out for Christ, for God's righteousness, and for salvation. Most wickedness begins with sins of omission rather than commission. You get set aside one responsibility and set aside another and set aside another. And after a while, your life is filled with sins of omission and sins of commission. If you omit long enough, you'll commit sooner or later. So it's not enough to sit down and twiddle our fingers on basis of what God has said we should not do. We should realize that we are the servants of God, and it's our function to give service in the name of our God. Would you say amen? Hallelujah. We are servants of God. So many are lukewarm, like the lukewarm Laodicean church. And the Lord said to them, I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. So then because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. The Laodicean church was a great, big, beautiful church. But there were so many failures and omissions in their lives. But in our text by 
Zephaniah. We find four sins of omission, a fourfold failure. Number one, she, Jerusalem, obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. We constantly speak to the people of the Lord, and the Lord constantly speaks to his people by the mouth of his prophets and by chosen men of God. God spoke to them through the law and through the scripture. He spoke to them directly in their hearts. Within the heart of every man, there is that voice, be it ever so small, that constrains a man to strive toward that which is righteous, that which is holy. God spoke to them when they heard the voice of the Lord, the voice that can turn the sun off like a light. And they disobeyed that voice of God. God's voice still speaks to us today, calling us from untold misery and sin, calling us to righteousness. He speaks to us in many ways, and he has spoken to us even now, speaking to us in this auditorium today. And the first failure of Judah, that when the Lord spoke, they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. And their second area of disobedience was that she received not correction. Zephaniah 3 and 6 said, I've cut off the nations. Their towers are desolate. I made their streets waste so that none passes by. Their cities are destroyed so that there is no man, but there is none inhabitant. I surely thought that they would receive instruction so so that their dwelling would not be cut off. But howsoever I punished them, no matter what I did, they'd get up early in the morning and they would corrupt all of their doings. Jerusalem was arrogant. Jerusalem was disobedient. Jerusalem was set to be destroyed and was set to perish. No matter what God done, no matter what God did, no matter how God dealt with them, they were arrogant so that no punishment and no consequence would cause them to seek correct course from the Lord. How many folk today refuse to receive correction, destroying their own lives? destroying their futures, destroying their families' futures by their refusal of God's correction. But there is a way that seems right unto a man. That way is the way of death, not the way of life. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So they would not hear God's voice, and they would not receive correction. But today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. How many have ever heard the voice of the Lord? These folk, when they heard it, rejected God's plan for their lives. But then there was a third failure, and that was that she trusted not in the Lord. Altars to other gods had been erected. Various forms of idolatry was being practiced. They, they, they trusted in foreign powers. They trusted in military might. They trusted in horses 
and in chariots. They put their trust in silver and in gold, but they did not trust in the Lord. We've got the words on our coins, in God we trust. But very few really are trusting in the Lord. We trust in our ingenuity. We trust in our inventiveness. We trust in our cunning. We trust in our own knowledge and our own wisdom. We trust in and look to and depend upon military might and the power of our nation to kill and to destroy. But Isaiah 31 says, we woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help and trust in the chariots and horsemen of Samaria. And look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither do they seek the Lord. But then the Bible goes on to say, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth forth its fruit, its roots by the river. Trust in God. Look at your neighbor and say, trust in God. Trust in God because he's our only hope for salvation. Trust in God because though the earth quivers and shakes and though the planets lose their way, though men run to and fro in confusion, God is our refuge and God is our strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Obey God and trust God for the outcome. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Is there anybody here that knows you can lean on Jesus? Lean on your neighbor and say you can lean on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so their third failure was that they trusted not in the Lord. But there was a fourth failure, and that was she failed to draw near to God. She followed God from afar off. And so many folk today follow God from afar off. The Bible says, draw near unto the Lord. But there are so many who get as far away from God as they can. They turn their back on his words of love. They ignore his desire for fellowship. She turned her back on the fountain of living water. And she fashioned broken cisterns that can hold no water. Maybe you can't pray like you want to. Maybe you can't feel the presence of the Lord as you desire. Maybe you, Satan causes you to stumble and to fall along the way. Maybe your heart gets heavy and sometimes discouraged. Maybe you can't feel the joy and the anointing of the Lord. But there is a place in God. Would you tell your neighbor there is a place in God? A place where you can tap the mainstream of spiritual power. A place where you can feel the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. 
There is a place where the Lord will be a light to your pathway and a lamp unto your feet. There is a place where you can have the joy like a river and peace that passes all understanding. There is a place where the prayer wheel keeps on turning. Hallelujah. Way down deep in your heart, there's a place where even when the winds of strife and the storms of life are blowing all around you, you can sit down and say, rest my soul. The Lord is on my side. Tell your neighbor, draw near unto the Lord. The Lord wants you close. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wild seas no more. The tempest may sweep or the wide stormy deep. But in Jesus, I'm safe evermore. Isn't it wonderful that the Lord wants us close? I want to draw near and be close to God. If you get close to God, the devil can't access you because the devil can't come into God's territory to do his damage. Friendship with Jesus, fellowship divine. Oh, that blessed sweet communion. Jesus is a friend of mine. If Jesus is your friend, tell three people, Jesus, Jesus is a friend of mine. Hallelujah. I'm walking with the king. Isn't it wonderful that he walks with me? He talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other have ever known. Whatever your problem, whatever your difficulty, draw near unto the Lord. And it's one thing about it, you don't have to dress up to draw near to the Lord. You don't have to be rich to draw near to the Lord. You can come just like you are. Whosoever will, let him come. Without money, without price, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Everything you're going through, Jesus went through it without sin. Every temptation that comes your way, Jesus endured it without sin. We have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, but he was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let everybody say, therefore, you can come boldly, boldly, Tell two people, you can come boldly. Don't have to be afraid. Don't have to be apprehensive. Don't have to stand back. Put your hand in the hand of Jesus and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. 
None of the help I know If you withdraw from me Where, oh where Shall I go Tell your neighbor, neighbor You can come to Jesus Yes, yes We can find mercy And grace to help In the time of need I wish somebody would praise him I came Oh, I came, I came to Jesus as I was weary, wounded, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Tell the Lord I want to be close, close, feel your power. I want to be close, I want your anointing to rest on me. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Power to do my will. Power to walk in my way. Stand up and praise him and say, Lord, I want your power. Yes, yes. What are you going to do? I tell you what I'm going to do. Since they did not obey his voice I will obey his voice will you raise that hand and say Lord I will obey your voice number two they did not receive correction but raise your hand and say Lord guide my feet guide my pathway correct my course I want to receive your correction Search my heart, search my mind. If you find anything that should not be, take it out. I want to be right. Raise your hand and say, Lord, oh, Lord, I want to be right. Hallelujah. She trusted not. I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust him. Trust him in the morning. Trust him all day long. Trust him in my home, on the job. I'm going to trust him. And finally, I'm going to get close to my God. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to magnify him. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Never will I forget. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tell three people, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Even when you can't trace him, trust him. He'll bring you out. Trust him. He'll bring you over. Trust him. He'll make a way. Trust him. He'll take you higher than you've ever been before. Tell three people, 
I'm going to trust him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust him. Tell three people you can trust him. Tell three people you can trust him. You can trust him. You can trust him. People may fail, but you can trust him. He'll never let you down. Trust him to be your doctor. Trust him to be your lawyer. Trust him to be your way maker. Trust him to be your provider. Stand up and praise him. Trust him. Tell your neighbor, trust him. He'll bring you out all right. Trust him. It's going to be all right. Tell two people it's going to be all right. Trust him. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Walk down to the altar, get your miracle. Go back to your seat, rejoicing. Walk down to the altar, receive your miracle. Go back to your seat, rejoicing. Walk down to the altar, receive it, receive it. Go back to your seat, rejoicing. Step out, get your miracle. Go back to your seat, rejoicing. I've got it, I receive it. I praise you for it in the name of Jesus. I've got my miracle. Thank you. Thank you. It's all right now. It's all right. I said it's all right. Right now. All right. On your job. All right in your home, all right in your marriage, God's going to fix it. I said, God's going to fix it. Tell somebody it's all right now. All right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, it's all right now. All right now. God said, 